Judah and Matthew are dumpster people, and they occasionally use foul and inappropriate language. Listen at your own risk. Welcome to Brother Date. Uh, I'm Matthew. I'm Judah. Uh, this is not a Star Trek episode, and we're going to do everything we can to stay away from it. You know, if there's mail that comes in about it, and we have to talk about it, there's nothing we can do. But uh, two and a half hours of Star Trek a week is up to like two and a half now, right? Yeah, our hands are tied if people want to talk about it. But, yeah. you know, right. but two and a half hours of Star Trek every other week, that's that's enough for everybody, I think, so... We'll, uh, we'll just we'll do our best here. Uh, is this going to be a mailbag one? Is there a, is there mail to read? There's a there's a little bit of mail. As usual, it's largely inscrutable and from Ryan. Okay, that's my. But favorite he did guy. write in on January 11th to say Patrick Stewart was 50 in 1990. I didn't know his character was supposed to be 10 years older. Yeah, yeah that might not be true. I think it is true. I I read that. It's, when I read it, it sounded like he was pretty defensive, and I think it's probably because we called him out for not knowing what age Picard was at some point. Okay. That's what I, that's what I remember. This is my favorite part of the mailbag, is trying to figure out exactly what he said and why. Also on January 11th, he wrote, At Brother Date, I guess working in a loud factory makes me a monster. Oh boy, I wonder what we... I wonder what we did... No, buying all your shirts from Woot.com makes you a monster. He buys his shirts on Woot? <laughs> Working in a loud factory just uh, just makes you uh, American. I've never even heard of somebody buying clothes from Woot. Uh, that's how they got started. That oh, was really? like the first thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, every time I've gone on there, it's been like electronics and nonsense. It's just like weird nerd t-shirt of the day. Yeah, okay. Well, I'll, tweet, uh, I'll tweet defensively about this. At Brother Date, you're right, I do want a hat. Have, have you had any thoughts about what we should put on our hat? Um, what, are you looking for, like, a crest or a motto or just a cool picture? No, I mean, we could use the old Nielsen family crest. A Fi- dong on a field of 50 dongs? A dong proper on a field of 50 <laughs> dongs proper. <laughs> I mean, if, if you want to design it, if you haven't already designed it, then sure. I haven't. I don't want to be a guy who makes a pixelated dick. Wow. Like, I haven't done it so far, so... You've managed, you've managed to hold off yeah. this long? Look, I'm one of the few internet content creators who's never made a pixelated donger. I wish I knew so. how to make things like that. I would have made, like, 50 pixelated dongers, and then another one. Uh, I hear sirens! Yeah, yeah. That happens a lot on my street. Also, uh, can Not you... because it's a bad street, it's just kind of an artery. Can you hear, can you hear my dishwasher? I can. Okay, sweet. Uh, and then uh, a mere four days ago, uh, Ryan wrote in to say, at brother date, is Dax, in quotes, I believe he means the episode, any worse than Data's Day? No, I mean, no. Uh, Not appreciably. I mean, if if you're asking, is it bad to have an episode named after and about one character? No, it's not really any worse. Right. Is the episode worse? Well, that's a pretty bad episode of The Next Generation. <laughs> it's not a good one. 
I would argue that they had the good sense not to stick it in at number seven. Yeah. Also, you get some sweet data stunt double dancing in that episode. That is true. I always enjoy. That is that is very true. Um. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I think he wrote that tweet just to brag that he's caught up now. Oh. Oh, that's true. Well, we have really slowed down. I mean, yeah. we're back on schedule now, right? We're this is two in a row, two weeks in a row. We're we're back into it, and so he'll fall behind soon. He, he, that's all the that's all the mail we had. Oh, all right. Well, that's oh, that was that was quick. Um, there must be something else to talk about. Is that it? Yeah, good. that's that's it. Uh, uh, what um, um what, what what have you been up to lately? Uh, I've been working like, like just a stupid amount because mm. we had a deadline yesterday. So I worked, uh, and I want to say like 14 hours Tuesday and 19 hours yesterday, something like that. 19 sounds like a lot. It's a lot. Um, so, so that's you know, basically real, all, real busy. All you've been up to. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially. Okay. Um, I saw I saw some movies recently. Hey, you saw a couple movies? Yeah, Marjan's been traveling around a lot. Um, all over the country. As soon as she gets back from one place, she gets on a plane and flies somewhere else for work stuff. And um, but we did get a couple of days over the weekend, and uh, we saw some films. We saw Rogue One. Okay, that's the Star Wars movie. Yep, the Star Wars movie, and um. I don't have you you saw that in December, right? I did. I saw it, uh, Christmas Day when Katie was out of town. Okay. Yeah. Um I watched that movie and I got the impression that that was some kind of weird like half-made movie. Did that feel like it was fully baked to you? It felt like it was still like raw in the middle or something. Uh well, it was twice baked. Oh, boy. right because the story of this movie is that a ton of it was reshoots. Oh, okay. So there was a first version of Rogue One that Disney did not like, I guess. Hmm. And they did a ton of reshoots to make it darker. Oh, cool. Still the aughts, everybody. It's 2017, but yep. apparently we haven't found any kind of new aesthetic that we're going to adopt. It's uh, yep. just still the aughts. Yep, it's just Batman is a tortured soul. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, dude. Um, everything episode is... Episode 3 is the good episode of Star Wars because it's so dark. There's no black and white. Everything is a shade of gray. Uh, yeah. the bad guys are also kind of good, and all the good guys have some bad in them too. So, yeah, just keep that in mind as you're watching um, everything. <clears throat> this is a little bit half baked, but I think when when this was announced that this was the first standalone movie, I asked you, maybe on this show, hmm. is this? Are they making this movie as the answer to the question literally no one has ever asked? How did they get, get the them plans? Death Star plans? Yeah, it's true. No one cared. Nobody cared even a little bit. They just went, we have the plans to the Death Star. Now we have to... F- here's and, and also, here's exactly where you have to shoot it. So they they did know all that stuff going into that meeting, which you don't really think about. You're just like, oh, they already know exactly where to shoot it. That's pretty cool. I mean, they... So they sort of don't, right? Because... What nope. they get I thought that, from? I thought they were like shoot it here, and he's like, "That's impossible." And then, they, and then Luke's like, "No, it's not. I shoot womp rats, whatever, all the time in my T, T, his T bird. I'm just gonna call it a T bird." 
Just yeah, 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 sand yeah. T-Bird. In the briefing, they do say where to shoot it. Right, that's what I'm saying. So, they have the plan. Yeah, Luke doesn't come up with that on the fly. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying they already know that stuff going in. Like, going into that meeting, they know exactly where to shoot it, and they have the plans. And I'm saying I've never wondered how they had that detailed information before. I was just went, eh, you know, they got intelligence, I guess. Oh, yeah, you knew R2 brought the plans there, and then at some point off-screen, someone looked at them. Yeah, exactly. And you didn't, I mean, you saw Princess Leia put them in R2, and you just didn't care how Princess Leia got them. That's right. Exactly. Again, I just... We get it. She's a diplomatic, she's a diplomatic cover, right? That's her cover for this mission of bringing these plans to Obi-Wan Kenobi. Right. Who cares where how she got the plans? Because they just say in the opening crawl that they've got them. That's good <laughs> That's enough. right, yep. But I, I guess I do appreciate that they didn't, like, go back and change the story or, like, put their own, put a spin on it that ruined the other story. It does fit in well. Yes. But you're right that it's no, no one really was worried about it. Yep, answer to a question no one was asking. And the thing the thing that has disappointed me about the internet criticism of it is that I've seen a lot of people go, oh, finally, okay, it finally explains how the Empire could be so stupid as to leave that one vulnerability. It was deliberate sabotage. and uh, d- These people have never tried to make anything or do anything. <laughs> And by the way, that one like, vulnerability... By the way, it's miraculous that there's only one vulnerable spot like that. And he needed Super Jedi mind powers to do it. I mean, it wasn't like it was really easy. He had to fly down that trench with all the anti-aircraft guns and all the TIE fighters and everything going after you. Yeah, quick question. Wouldn't it have been much easier to fly perpendicular to the thing? I would have tried to do that, but I... Like, just... hey, where is that spot in the trench? I don't know if they read the Oh, plans. it's over there? Why don't I just fly straight down at that thing? I don't know. Like just a straight shot right in. Torpedoes won't have to bend or nothing. I don't know if they if they read the plans wrong and they thought maybe they could fly in that trench without anybody shooting them or something. And, and, and like, if they tried to fly just straight at the hole, there was lots of guns that were going to shoot at them. I, don't, I mean, I don't know. But you're right. I mean, it's possible that flying down the trench limits the number of guns that can track you at any time. Yeah. But, uh... That seems like it makes the shot a whole lot harder. But yeah, just fly like 75 fighters and bombers at that thing and have them all shoot at that hole, right? Also, you in space. Right. Just stop going forward when you get to the hole. I know. You can just take some extra shots. <laughs> like, just stop right there. Oh, missed. And then Hold pivot on. your little ship. Yep. <laughs> like, I, in Wing Commander, you could do this, I'm sure. Yep. Just pivot your little ship and just shoot torpedo after torpedo right down the fucking hole. Oh, boy. It's too, anyway, it's too bad that Wing Commander movie starred Freddie Prince Jr. The it's too yeah, it also had Mark Hamill, right? Oh no, wait, was he just in Wing Commander Three, the game? Yeah, I think he was just in the game. Yeah. Um. <laughs> wait, no. One of them had Malcolm McDonald in it. Also, Michael Mc Michael McDonald Malcolm no Malcolm McDonald Malcolm McDowell. Yes, that's the one. Okay, all right. <laughs> I always call him Malcolm McDonald after the Red Letter Media guys did it. You, you and McDonald. Yeah, you like you and McDonald. Um, oh, was he in like those terrible CD yeah. version? Of, oh, okay. yes, he was. All right, That's yeah, terrible. for sure, terrible. Um, that was a big get, I'm sure. Back when Wing Commander was like the biggest video game franchise, they were able to get Malcolm McDowell to be in their dumb CD full motion video on their Wing Commander game. Dog, that's a big get. Even because he was either just about to be. Or had just been Soren in the no, not Star Trek movie? He hadn't yet ruined his career by being Soren. Okay, because I was going to say, I don't really know. 
don't really know what he was up to before that. What was he up that to? That dude was Clockwork Orange, the lead character oh, from Clockwork Orange. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. Also, he was Caligula in Caligula. Yeah, I kind of remember that that happened. I remember that's some kind of fuckbook movie or something. It's, a, it's an FB movie for sure. Sorry, FB. Sorry, everybody. Um, <clears throat> fuck, so far back in time, what I was going to say. <laughs> uh, something about shooting at that hole no it's like just yeah try just try and build anything that doesn't have a vulnerability like 90 percent of the surface of an aircraft carrier oh yeah is a one-shot kill yeah i mean we saw it at least in world war ii but even today i mean you put a bomb in like in world war ii you put a bomb into a japanese carrier odds are it was going right through the deck and it was blowing up all the ordnance underneath and it was yeah. just like that's it that's all it took no. Yeah, do you know what the trick is in the ocean, which is, by the way, like quadruply true in space? Hmm. It's real big and it's hard to find. So if you have uh, air cover, it's pretty hard for a plane to get to you. Yeah. I mean, that's basically it, right? The strategy is don't let the planes get to you. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. <laughs> it's not build a thing that's invulnerable. Yeah, there were none of those. Even the big, the big surface ships that had all kinds of AA guns and... And smaller caliber shells and everything to launch up there. It was like, you know, the Amato got sunk by some by some planes off escort carriers. You know what I mean? Like you just you get shot, you're going down. And I and I think yes, that is true of of spaceships. I imagine as well if there were ever going to be them. Like that was just a thing that was never a problem for me. Like oh, this thing goes to the right to the reactor. Oh, it's so it's like the smokestack then. Yeah, exactly. We all remember the hood. Anyway, a lot of people were like, oh, see, now it had to be sabotage. That makes sense. Well, fuck you. Yeah, I guess it wasn't great that they had to really hit us over the head with that. Uh, so, yeah, uh, answer to a question nobody asked. The thing that people like about it doesn't make any goddamn sense. But what do they like about it? Oh, that, that, that solution oh. to the invented problem. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Uh, too many characters. Yeah. That's well, yes, because it's only going to be one movie, and I don't care about them. Right, like I mean, for one thing, did we need what's his name? Old um, the guy with the robot legs, breathing through that oh, respirator. Forrest Whitaker. Yeah, do we need crazy old Forrest Whitaker in that movie? Uh, he's barely in it. What is he for? What's he there for? What is the purpose of him? Fans of the Clone Wars. I wait. Was that character in the Clone Wars? That character was in the Clone Wars. Is that? Is that? Sav- Sav- Savage or Press? That's, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that's... Thankfully, they didn't bring him. What are you talking about, thankfully? <laughs> I was... I'm desperate to see him on the big screen. I have so many casting ideas for Savage yeah. or Press. Maybe he'll get his... <laughs> Alright. This is the thing we used to do when we shared a bedroom. Well, you're not going to be night. surprised. It's Reginald Bell Johnson. Before the internet was good, as we used to cast... Uh, like Romance of the Three Kingdoms, etc. <laughs> we were our own internet. Yeah, we did uh, fantasy casting before Re- we had internet. Reginald Vell Johnson in Savage Press, I think, is okay. a unique direction. A lot of people won't uh, see it coming. Make how about one one tweak? Jordan Peele as Reginald Vell <laughs> as Savage Press as yes. Savage Press. I'm not going to say his name, however they want us to. By the way, was it was it pronounced different? It's Savage not saying, not doing Oppress it. or not, something not like that. Not doing that. That's yeah, no, it's Savage Oppress. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I could I not believe like it when I saw that on the next episode thing on uh, Clone uh, what was when I was watching Clone Wars on Netflix. And it was like, 
Savage or Press? And I'm like, nope. We had almost the exact same thing, except I might have heard it. No, no, I think I read it too, because I, I wouldn't have understood it if they said it that dumb way. I think yeah. I also read it on the coming up on, and I was like, oh, oh. Is that guy's name Savage or Press? Come on, Star Wars. Blarg? Are you serious? Star Wars is the worst for days, but I think we did. <laughs> yeah, we covered it. I think we did a whole covered it almost a year top ago. ten list of Star Wars names. Um, too many characters. Yep, that's for uh, sure. The beginning is a nightmare mess where they just go from planet to planet to planet and jump around in I, time. After a like, while, that's not that's not Star Wars. After a while, I thought they were they must just be doing it on purpose. Of like they did it like three times and they went, oh, that's too many times to jump from planet to planet. Let's kick it up a notch, like Emerald style. And and then that way, if we do it like nine times, it'll make it seem like this is something that we're trying for. Uh, I would have loved it if in between the asteroid place and the desert place... Sure, I don't remember any of the names of any of the there planets. Had, there had just been a th- like three seconds of just Emerald in his kitchen and he just shouted, bam! <laughs> bam! Onto the next just, planet. Just threw a pinch of that... Emerald I Just Lowry seasoning salt or whatever he was trying to sell. Emerald, emerald dust? What do they even call it? Essence of Emerald? Essence of Emerald. Fuck. That was the name of the cooking show, wasn't it? That dog, that is what you would get in Skyrim. <laughs> if Emerald was an animal in the wild and you murdered him. Oh my god! Emerald. That has to be a mod. Somebody, you have to be able to kill Emerald, right? <laughs> Just like, like a, in, replace all frost trolls with Emerald or something? Oh, if I had the time. Man, that would be If I had amazing. the time to make that mod. Yes, frost <laughs> trolls are Emerald. <laughs> He just shouts bam all the time. <laughs> tries, to, tries to fucking throw some spicy dust on you. Oh, and then when you murder him, you get Essence of Emerald. <laughs> uh, it's a bunch of crafting recipes. It'll give you its food. It, it heals you, but you also get fire damage. That would be great. I wish I knew how to... I wish I was, like, technically savvy. I wish I could that'd do be, a thing. That'd uh, it'd be great to get that in in time for the next round of Touch the Skyrim. <laughs> yeah. You know how much we hate to plug other shows. That's a YouTube. That's a video show. But, so. uh, yeah, Touch the Skyrim. If you have not seen that on the YouTubes, check it out. They just try to break Skyrim by putting in as many weird mods as they can think of. And they're ter- and showcasing some great weird mods. Yeah. Like someone was just like, what if the trees were hands? Oh my god, it is creepy too. It's very distressing. Because that's the first one you see when they load up the game, and you're like, oh, no, I already don't like it. Don't like this. Um... <clears throat> I have not... Another thing about Rogue One... This is going to be two hours of Rogue One talk now. Fine, that's fine. I I did not like in the Clone Wars when you got to, like, the witches of Dathomir or whatever, yeah. and it's like, oh, no, 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 no. I don't need other kinds of magic users. Yeah, right. Exactly. I, I thought what there was was midichlorians, and uh, if you have them, then you're Force-sensitive. Like, I, look, I get it. I get it that being a Jedi or a Sith is like religious and this is a power that exists and there are probably people who have different, like have the same powers but couch it in different iconography and ritual Mm -hmm. but But Star Wars is a dumb movie for babies well, but the Clone Wars is all part of this dumb extended universe nonsense no, the Clone Wars is still canon. But you know what I mean? Like, it's not the movies. It's it's not the movies. It's something right. for you to delve deeper into if you uh, have decided that uh, that is something that is worth your time. So Rogue One has this half-Jedi. Yeah. Who's, like, 
but like he's guarding the Jedi Temple, like he knows yeah. about Jedi's and uh, yeah. stuff. It is very hard to it tell doesn't... why he is not a Jedi, but he is obsessed with guarding the Jedi Temple and has powers. Uh, it's weird, it, it, and, and I'm not sure this little standalone nonsense movie was the movie to introduce the concept that the the Force is bigger than the Jedi and the Sith. Yeah. I agree. It was played by Donnie Yen. Yeah, so if you've seen um, Chinese movies, martial arts movies, you've probably seen him around. And uh, He played it fine. I just don't want that character in the movie. Right. And his uh, cohort was Jiang uh, Wen, who um, was, was in an awesome general. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, um, well, let's see. There was Jiang Wei and there was Jiang Wan. Oh, was shit. there a Jiang Was there not a Jiang Wen? I don't know. I have Seems to... like there should have been. Well, you know what? There were two Wei Yans, so they can just... He can rename himself. He can be one of them. Yeah, he that's... can be the second Wei Yan. <laughs> that's fine. The one that Moss Roberts spells with a Y for no other reason <laughs> than just because there's two Wei Yans. Yep. Um, but he was in a delightful film. Another recommendation. Official podcast recommendation called uh, Warriors of Heaven and Earth. That's a very good movie. Uh, where he plays Butcher Lee. Um, who is a, a spoiler alert on the lamb? It's uh, and it is awesome. It's uh, it's been a few years since that came out. Since a good Chinese martial oh. arts epic hit. Yeah, I think what happened was Zhang Yimo stopped doing the martial arts, and he's still been making movies, but they're not martial arts movies anymore. So I'm I'm kind of less interested in them. All he wants to do yep. now is put as many colors on the screen as he can. He's like, look at all my CGI flowers. And you're like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. Did he do Hero? Yeah, he did Hero. And okay. uh, the last one he did that was a martial arts movie, I think, was that one with um, Chow Yun-Fat. As uh, Golden... The, yeah, Curse Lotus, of the Golden Flower. Golden, something like that. Yeah, and that one wasn't as good, because he was already it, feeling himself real hard. It was not as good. Uh... But I mean, I would watch Curse of the Golden Flower two or whatever. If I'm just ready for, I'm ready for another one in my heart. Yeah, I agree. And, I mean, look, I've got all of those on on DVD. I should probably get some of them on Blu-ray. Yeah, I get Hero on Blu-ray. Well, you I got to see them colors. You got to because Shang Mo is all about those colors and the uh, just slightly better than Babylon Five quality CGI. I don't care about just that. Just this much better. I, I don't know what China's doing. They should be able to keep up in terms of CGI. You would think, but. They're, they're not great at it. Uh, anyway, <clears throat> if 20 years ago you got big into Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, mm. just know that Matt and I kept that up. That's right. We kept going with... Uh... Oh, shit. Uh, what was the very next one? Uh, well, I think next Zhongzi, was right? Hero, but I think after that was... House of Flying Daggers. House of Flying Daggers. I knew it had daggers Which on it. Which is pretty cool. I think you know why it's pretty cool. It's got Andy Lau. It does have Andy Lau. So, if your movie's got Andy Lau, you're off to a good start. He's not playing off of LC Dub, but still. Yeah. And I don't want to get too far away from Rogue One, but I did see a preview when I was at the movies for that Great Wall movie where Matt Damon is everyone's white savior. Oh, God. Uh, and but that's especially where I was looking at the bad CGI and going, oh, wow, what year is it? Um, but Andy Lau is in that film. Oh, all right. So maybe. Yeah, I saw him, and I saw him, and I was like, "Oh, Andy, why are you in this?" Like in my head. And at the end of the preview, Marjan bumps me on the shoulder, and she goes, "Did you see who it was?" <laughs> and I went, "I'm sorry. Do you not even know who I am? You don't. You don't know me. I guess you've never met me." Yeah, I know who that was. 
You think I'm not, not gonna recognize Andy Lau in a movie? Did you not hear my zipper bust and shoot around the room when I saw him? <laughs> He's so delightful, so charismatic. Ugh, love Andy Lau. Big fan of Andy Lau. But that looks like Dynasty Warriors the movie, honestly. It looks pretty rough. Well, I would watch Dynasty Warriors the movie, and so would you, and so would Ryan. Alright, well, we're watching this thing, then. We're, watching, I mean, we're all getting together to watch The Great Wall when it comes specifically, out. Specifically, I definitely want to watch Dynasty Yellow Warriors. Turban Rebellion, but we don't know you're supposed to kill the gate guard. <laughs> That's right, where you just go around killing, killing aimlessly until just you kill finally go people down. And then finally die and be like, how do you win? <laughs> I don't understand this game. I killed 1,300 people. But I must play 10 more hours of it today. Um... <clears throat> So, uh, anyway, so Jiang Wen is in there as his cohort, and he's awesome in other movies. Um, and he did fine in this, too. Whatever. It was fine. And he's got the lapsed priest with a machine gun sidekick. I mean... Yeah. This movie could have been written by TV tropes. Oh, oh yes. Absolutely. Okay, well, look. The beginning of the movie, spoiler alert, is just like, oh, I was a kid, and the, my parents, my parents got, well, they killed my mom, and... And they took my dad. And that's why I'm the way I am. And don't ask any more questions. Yep. Uh, a lot of Star Wars... Um, so this is a product of the fact that's, that Star Wars was made in 1977. Mm. Star Wars is a weird universe where they've got spaceships and lightsabers and robots and hyperspace and stuff. Mm -hmm. But computers don't really work. No, they're not great. Like... Like, they just got no computers. It doesn't seem clear that they have such as the internet or anything like that. Like, there's a big plot point in this one, about in Rogue One, about needing to get that antenna up and stuff because they need to transmit so much data. Yeah. And I guess that's the reason why there's one physical... I'm going to ask you a question. Thumb drive. I'm going to ask you a question right now. How, yeah. how big do you suppose the file is for the Death Star plans? How big could it possibly be? The Death Star itself is is pretty big, but like you, like it's not, it's not a replicator pattern for the Death Star. It's I mean, a the, fucking blueprint. That's what I'm saying. Like I know, I, okay, I've I've worked, I've worked with lots of clients who have to transmit large files, and so you know, bandwidth is an issue and things like that. But how big could that file possibly be? Especially because you got to figure like. Most of the stuff that goes in the Death Star is going to be off the shelf. Yeah. So, like, there's just going to be a list of parts. It's not going to be, like, the parts for the computers and stuff aren't going to be in that bitch. Just zip that shits up and send it over and have them unzip it and then we'll just be done. You know? Yeah, it's, it, it gots to be under a terabyte for sure. That's what I'm saying. They act like it's, like, the end of the world. How much data this is. They're going to need that giant transmit. What? Why? Huh? How does this work? Yeah, it's not. Be and by the way, it's not. Hey, we need that transmitter because space is far away. <laughs> yep. Because they send holographic data and shit all around. Yeah. Anyway, mm. it's. I guess they just. They needed a reason. To fight on that. Why platform? only one ship had those plans? It doesn't make any goddamn yeah. sense. All right. Well, every ship in that fleet should have received those plans. All that being said, I thought it was fine. Yeah, that by that by that's what I was gonna say too. By the way, it's fine. I had a, a, a lot of complaints, but it's fine. It's fine. Uh, like, there are some cool images. Uh, the where the again, spoiler alert, everybody. When the Death Star appears on the horizon in the end, it's kind of a cool image. You're like, oh, okay, that's kind of neat. 
It is. And this is a thing that I liked in the prequels too, but I love a huge starship hovering in a planet's atmosphere. Yeah, it looks creepy. It's creepy. That's exactly what it is. It's like... Did you see that M. Night Shyamalan, The Devil's in the Elevator movie? No, I didn't, but I think somebody said we were in the elevator where it was filmed when I was in Philadelphia, and I found that hard to believe, but someone said Uh, that. But that movie, like, starts with footage just of a skyline in a city, but it's upside down, and that's creepy as hell. It just, like, looks totally wrong. Yeah. So, Um, so creepy imagery. Yeah, no, um... It's just, like, the Star Wars prequels were so bad as movies, mm-hmm. even though they arguably had some more interesting content. Right. Like, if we were running the Star Wars movies through the same criteria that we run our Star Trek yeah. head-to-heads, the prequels would probably do better than you'd expect. Because they're well, trying for something. They are they'd real have poor on the nose. Yes, exactly. I think they'd have high takes and things like that, And but characterization rough uh it's pretty bad execution rough world building um, would be huge right i mean there's a there's well, a lot there now natalie portman's character is a senator that's you know that's true and and she changes her outfit several times she has a lot of outfit changes. A lot of outfits um but there's world building stuff in there yeah and and takes so. anyway <clears throat> the, but they're so poorly executed as movies like it's just two people against a bad cgi background 90% of the time. Yeah, I don't know if we've talked... I think this is what been one of the first episodes we, we went over some of the prequel stuff, because somehow we were talking about some of the best dialogue from episode two, about grains of sand, mm-hmm. and how rough they are. But not, mm-hmm. not like her, though, because she's not, she's not rough like sand. Yep. Um, anyway, um, yes, um, these movies... So bad that when I saw the new one last year, um, I was super excited. I was like, oh my god, Like this is amazing. It's so great. I'm so glad. I saw it three days later and I was like, this isn't that good. Yeah, it's just all Disney has to do right now is make a Star Wars movie that like looks like a movie and feels like a movie. Mm-hmm. Like You just have to feel like you went to a movie. Yep. Yeah. And, you, know, you don't have to break any new ground and it's still like, well... He didn't like. Um, he didn't surf on the back of a oh, God. huge yeah. tribble in a grass field and then roll around and then say something creepy. Yeah, <clears throat> it's like, hey, here's a quick test. Are they reading off the page, or is there like a performance <laughs> happening? Good or bad? Is there a performance happening? Or are they straight reading? Can you imagine that after they said a line, the director said, hey, can we try this a little bit different? Because that definitely didn't happen in the prequels. Right. Uh, test number two. Uh, if the characters are supposed to be in a hurry, do they slowly walk past the green screen to wherever they're going? Or do they, like, try to get somewhere in a hurry? Do they have to, like, keep looking around because they can't keep up with the CGI character, where the CGI character is supposed to be? <laughs> or, like, they have to walk real slow in this time of crisis because someone's like, no, we're not going to be able to animate Yoda going that fast. It's just not going to look right. All the times they're like, Anakin will slowly walk up to somebody, just real casual, and be like, hey, that guy over there is a Sith. The Emperor? Guy, yeah, he's a Sith. Emperor's and a Sith. And just like, yeah, I'm going to get right on it. He's walk, like, walk, walk, yeah, walk, he's walk, like, walk, all right, walk. well, I am definitely going to go over there and do something about it in a real hurry. 
And you should go and do some other stuff in a real hurry and land break. Let's go. And then they both are just like as cash as can be just waltzing out of the green screen. And you're like, well, I don't know. Uh, what am I watching? Well, I don't even know what's happening. Well, if they walked any faster, they'd run out of painted set. <laughs> so bad. Like there's only so much of that set was painted. I think it was actually blue. I've seen enough behind the scenes material to know that it was a straight up blue screen for most of the. That's why it looks so bad. Uh, no point just... does it look good or natural. so anyway uh star wars has a real low bar to clear but i feel like sooner or later they're gonna have to do something and i are you excited at all by the news that star wars episode 8 is called the last jedi no i feel like that's a terrible name it's a terrible name for a film one it seems so obvious and on the nose and 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 dumb but then two aren't they kind of painting themselves into a corner isn't that like I mean, what if they want to make more movies down the line because they make fucking billions of dollars? And well, then so like, like, they can't have any more Jedis? they got to have other magic guys or here's something? The, here's the know. big I mean, reveal, right? Dumb. The Last Jedi is not going to be Luke. It's going to be Rey. Like, sure. So is Luke going to eat it? Well, I think he has to, right? I mean, doesn't he have to pass the torch? I think that's how it has to something go. Something like that. But anyway, uh, like... I think it's dumb. Y- y- you're going to call these movies A New Hope, hmm. The Empire Strikes Back, right? Return of the Jedi. Yep. The Force Awakens. Uh huh. The Last Jedi. <laughs> yep. And the last one's gonna be um, more Jedi. Hey, more Jedi. The, the Jedi Awakens. <laughs> the Jedi Awakens. <laughs> Revenge of the Jedi Awakens. I think is what it will be called. <clears throat> yeah, it's not good. I don't. That's. I hope they change that, but they probably. I don't know if they've already. No, no, it's, they already announced it. It's probably shit is set in stone. They didn't change it when everyone thought Attack of the Clones was a real terrible name. It just seems so like '30s sci-fi. You it's know? third. It's also totally inaccurate. Yeah, that's true. The clones show up at the end and defend the Jedi. Yeah, what are they attacking? They, they probably kill some robots or something. Yeah, they're attacking robots and bug monsters. Yeah. yeah, that's awful. Awful. So anyway, saw that movie, thought it was fine. It's fine, everybody. Cool. It's not, you know, great. Just, just all right. Uh, I saw another movie called Hidden Figures. Uh, this, is a, this is a movie about uh, real space. Uh, ostensibly, it is about um, 1960s NASA and uh, a group of black women who uh, are very helpful doing the math to get astronauts to and from space. Um, I am nervous going to these films because... In invariably, the first scene is like a really mean white cop. Maybe pulls these ladies over and says some racist shit to them. Doesn't believe that they work for NASA. Right? Doesn't believe they work for NASA, and it's just right away you know where you what movie you're watching. And and while I and while those things all absolutely happen, and I feel terrible about them, I do start to feel like I should shrink in my seat. Is there? I'm a afraid. Is there a white character who is a hero for treating these black ladies like people? Of course, because this was made, again, by movie tropes. By TV tropes. TV tropes, TV tropes wrote it. Another one brought to you by tvtropes.org. But do you want to guess who it is? Because it's someone you might have heard of. Who the the white character is who is uh, a major hero for treating these women as equals. And um, Oh, like a person from the actual history of space? Yes, a real space uh, person. Now, who is it? It's John Glenn. Oh, John Glenn. It's John Glenn, and I wonder if, like, he... That's probably not true. ...estate donated money, or if 
he somehow got an executive producer credit on it or something. I, I know he's dead, but I'm just I'm trying to figure it out because the guy who plays him is all hella young and handsome and is smiling the entire movie. Literally never stops smiling in every also, scene. Also, I'm 100% sure they asked uh, the astronauts who they should hire to do math. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I'm sure he was very involved in all of those decisions, John Glenn. Just right there. All right, who were, what are we interviewing for? What position is this? Janitor. Cool. I'm in. All right. Uh, so, yeah, he's uh, super, super nice the whole time to all the black ladies when everybody else is mean to them. But um, Yeah, there's Hollywood. And it was kind of hard. To, his character was really hard to watch. I kept hoping they would erase him. But, um, no, it was, was... Was there, like, a weird a weird subplot in the movie where he kept threatening to rip his shirt open and you could, like, see a hint of blue and red under there? And you're like, is he... What am I watching? I think he's Captain America or Superman? I'm confused by what's happening. Um, but, I mean, the rest of it was pretty good. Um, I don't know if the math holds up. That's kind of a small consideration, I guess. Um, the guy from the Big Bang Theory is in it. You know, the, the power nerd. Bazingo? Bazingo. Bazingo is in it. That's the change his name legally. Kevin Costner plays the gruff program director who only cares about results and he doesn't see color. But he'll be mad at you if you're black or white if you're not doing your job. And but he's seen these black ladies play cricket. Yes. And he... And he thinks they can be Major League Pitchers. He can turn them into Major League Pitchers. It's possible. And so they start a reality program to turn these black ladies into Indian cricket players so that they can then be turned into Major League Baseball players so that we can go to the moon. That was Five stars. No, that was John Hamm. It was John Hamm. I didn't see the movie. Kevin Costner's latest white savior movies have been uh, Teach Mexican Kids How to Run Cross Country. That happened. Um, that must have been a hard to watch. Cross country is not exciting, <laughs> right? That's like the worst plot for a movie. Like normally in a movie like that, though, you get the sports scenes can kind of buoy you along. Yeah, um, it's the it's the least exciting of the track and field sports. The soundtrack of this Hidden Figures movie was inauthentic. At times there was some good 60s music, and at times there was some modern music meant to sound 60s style. And it was Ugh. very obvious which was which because of recording qualities. Well, did they at least get the guy who wrote most of the music for Walk Hard to do it? I doubt it. I sincerely doubt it. Because that guy's kind of a style chameleon. Um, but, no, I thought it, I thought it was also effective. Um, and, and somewhat entertaining, even if, again, it was a big old... It's a big old TV trope of a movie. So you haven't seen that one, then? I have not. Um, I think Katie wanted to see it, but I don't know if we're going to get to it before it falls out of theaters. Yeah. I think it I think it was doing pretty well, but I don't know yeah, how it was, long it'll... Yeah, it It'll just age out sooner or later. Yeah. So that was it. That was my uh, movie adventure. It's it's pretty adven- good stuff. Adventure time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, was there anything you wanted to cover? Um... So, uh... As long as we're not segueing gracefully? Right, yeah. So, I prepared a quiz, but I literally cannot remember if we've done it or not. I don't know either! So, here's what I'm going to do, Matthew. Mm. I am going to say, I am a... And then I'm going to say a noun. And you're going to tell me Mm. if I am describing myself uh, with the nickname of a U.S. Navy fighter squadron. Ooh! Or... Uh, made up racial epithet from science fiction. Okay. 
right. So usually these are going to sound like uh, not maybe racial epithets that are used in the here and now or recent past or anything. They might. And that is correct. Okay. All right. Well, let's hear them. All right, Matthew. I am a bonehead. What am I? Boy, that really sounds like a Minbari to me. But I'm gonna I'm gonna say science fiction. That is correct. That is a. That's what the what some not nice people call the Minbari in Babylon Five. Yeah, I remember they talked about testing a jump gate inside a, or opening a jump gate inside a jump gate, and they called it the bonehead maneuver. No offense. All right, so you're one for one. Ready? Okay. Yeah. I am a. Red Ripper. What am I? That sounds like a fighter squadron. I don't even know what that would mean as a... What would be a Red Ripper? Maybe like a Native American who like has got bad gas? That's not science fiction. <laughs> I was just trying to figure did it you, out. Did you forget that we were doing science fiction? I was just trying to figure out what a Red Ripper would be. So not a Native American with bad gas. Okay. No. Alright, so I'm thinking it's fighter squadron. No, you're, you're, um, your racism instincts are strong, but yeah, that's... <laughs> That's the nickname of uh, VFA-11. Nice. Uh, and where are they? Do you know anything about VFA-11? Where are they usually stationed? What, what? I probably did when I wrote this quiz. Okay. All right. That was months ago. But, uh, it was many months ago. Uh, it was May 24th, 2016. Oh, boy. Okay. So that's a while ago. I've been sitting on this one. Okay. Unless, as I said before, unless we did it. Unless we did it. Episode. You know what? No one's going to remember. We've been doing so much Star Trek lately. I'm sure that's all anyone remembers. All right, Matthew. I am a top hatter. That I know is a fighter squadron. Yeah, that's uh, I that's know VFA fourteen. Yeah, I knew yeah. that one. All right, three for three. Okay, I am a spoonhead. Okay, come on. <laughs> you think I don't know what spoonhead is? It's Cardassian as all hell. That is okay. Well, I tried to make these fair for you. Okay, good. Yeah, I didn't want to pick that something is... from Rendezvous with Rama. I, there's no aliens in that. What is if you were a racist in Star Trek, you would call a Cardassian? Uh, that's correct. Yeah. I am a fighting red cock. Okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, that has to, that has to be this, a fighter squadron. Is this not a hard quiz? That's VFA 22, <laughs> So of course. far it's not. Maybe maybe there will be a, a Boston meets Final Fantasy 7 that will happen later. That'll yeah, it'll, it'll probably, probably going to get harder for you, not easier. Okay. Uh, Matthew, I'm a tinny. A tinny? Yeah. <sighs> Boy, if that's a fighter squadron name, that is not intimidating. They're not all intimidating Go if it happens. Go tinnies! Um, but I don't really know what that would be for a for an alien. A tinny. Like a science fiction insult. Oh, tinny, tinny, tinny. I'm going to say Fighter Squadron. I really thought you were going to go 10 for 10. Oh, what's a tinny? You, you, we talked about Clone Wars. You watched the entire run of Clone oh. Wars. That's a droid. First of all... That's what the clones call droids. I did not watch the entire run, because I got into, like, season five and could not keep up anymore, because it was painfully dull. Battle on Geonosis! Yeah, I do, could not care less. After a while, I was like, alright, this is just on in the background now, I'm not watching These newsreel intros are very contrived. Yeah. <clears throat> alright, so I got that one wrong. Okay, what if I'm a bugger? Well, <laughs> okay, well, we know what we know. Did you actually create Dog, this quiz? You don't. You don't read. You don't read any. You don't read any <laughs> novels. So, like, what am I supposed to do? Here? Just, hold on. Did you really create this quiz? Or are you coming up with it on the fly? 
That's that's real. It's real. Cool. All right. Well, bugger is obviously science fiction that is from Ender's Game. So I read the last edit date. So like you know, this is written down. Okay. All right. All right. Fine. You seemed unsure okay. about that one. That's why. <laughs> all right. What if um? What if I'm a fist of the fleet? <laughs> Well, I'm going to guess it's a fighter squadron. Yeah, that's VFA-25. Good old VFA-25. Okay. This may have been the time that I was obsessed with CAG planes. There was a time, for sure, when you were sent me many links to uh, many fleet-related activities. Most most modern aircraft aren't painted colorfully. I know, it's dumb. The, um, the squadron leader of each squadron has a special, a special paint job on his plane in the Navy. But won't they know? They're, they're a lot more colorful. But won't they know that's him? I think, yeah. I think that's the point. Yeah. yeah. That's Sheridan. Yeah, that's good. He's got his white star painted with the special Mevlon 5 logo on it. All right, you're 7 for 8. Matt, what if I'm a mudblood? Uh, that sounds like some Harry Potter shit. That's 100% <laughs> Harry Potter. <laughs> it's Harry Potter! That is a wizard born of muggles. I had to see at least three or four of those fucking horrible films. <clears throat> Okay, last one. Hmm. Put your thinking cap on. I'm going to think real hard about it. I am a world-famous golden dragon. What am I? A world-famous golden dragon? (laughs) That is an extremely long name for a squadron. That's VFA-192. They're the world-famous golden dragons? The world-famous golden dragon. That's not good. I think that's the name of the new Um, Las Vegas hockey team, right? Aren't they the world-famous golden dragons? I think it is. It's the (laughs) Las Vegas... New world famous Golden Dragons. <laughs> well, uh, did you only do ten? Yeah, I did ten. All right, well, you got nine of them. No, that's not, pretty good. It's not bad. Um, look, undoubtedly, sometimes you go on the Wikipedia's and you get sucked down a rabbit hole, and you go, "Hey, I'm going to turn this into a quiz." And then, um, but you, I think you needed to come up with something else to match those against because they did. They usually didn't sound like one another. Look, Only Tinny of... got me. <laughs> that shouldn't have. I know, but I just like, well, because I couldn't figure out what that could mean <clears throat> in science fiction parlance. I was like, Tinnies? They got metal on them? They're metals? I don't know. Look, there's a whole huge world of science fiction racism, but it turns out that I didn't think you would know any of it. Oh, okay. Like, when I started looking it up, I was like, oh, Matt's never read that. Matt's never read that. Well, some are pretty obvious. Like, you couldn't say something like um, Earther. Right, you couldn't sit, talk about how the sands will run red with earth or blood because that one's—it's right in there, you know. Well, plus, I, mean? I already used one from Babylon Five. Uh, well, there's so much racism in Babylon Five. You should should have stuck with it. I should have. Um, good old B five. Um, so I, I not only did I see movies lately, I also went on some trips, dog. Um, yeah, well, you mentioned that you were in Philadelphia. Yep, I went to Philadelphia for work stuff. I went to Portland for vacation stuff. I went to Portland and Philadelphia. Denver, but that was last year? Yeah, that was in 2016. Yeah, Yeah. that's way back in 2016. Uh, how did you find Portland? Portland was kind of exactly what we thought it would be. It was, uh, super crunchy. Yeah. Um, I believe Marjan has a, has put together some collages of all of the uh alternative slogans and um murals and shit that she saw all over Portland about keeping Portland weird and other such not end petlessness now. 
Did you know pet petlessness was a societal problem that we have is to that, end? Is that pet homelessness? I think it means when you don't have a pet. No. We have to end petlessness now. So it's not just like adopt stray dogs and cats? I mean, if you don't have any pets, then that would probably cure your petlessness. Well, that's a good point. Yeah. So two birds with one stone. You're not supposed to throw stones at birds in Portland. They strongly discourage that activity. Put a bird on it. Yeah. Was your trip to Portland ruined <laughs> by having seen Portlandia? <laughs> well, it was hopeful. Or was it enhanced? It was enhanced, I think, a little bit. I was definitely... Did you try to find women and women first? <laughs> no, because they are enemies of the show. They So it was filmed there for a while, and then they, like, suddenly... They, they think last year, or the year before, had this big public backlash against Portlandia. And about how it didn't really represent them. And they didn't appreciate it. Like they lost their sense of humor overnight or something. Or like they had never watched it and then suddenly turned it on and went, hey! But yeah, then they like kicked them out and they won't let them shoot there anymore. And they're like, you know, you leave our bookstore alone. Um, so I didn't want to find those people at all. But uh, lots of good food and, and beer. And uh, we basically ate and drank till we were sick. Like every day. Now, this is a thing that I have no experience of, hmm. um, because I've only been to Portland once, uh, but it, it comes up a lot on podcasts, hmm. uh, like comedians go to Portland a lot, apparently has some of the best strip clubs in the nation. I have heard it is known for that, and we saw many, so they're all over the place. Um, we did not partake, so I, I wouldn't be able to tell you the quality of the gentlemen's clubs. But they're all over the place, for sure. The only place I think I've seen more strip clubs is Montreal. When we were in Montreal, they were just like on every other corner. They were like convenience stores. They were just everywhere. Um, but yeah, there were many nights where we had plans to go out again, but we both just kind of looked at each other and went, could, could you even possibly eat another thing? Because I, I cannot. Mm. And uh, so it was a food tour for you. It, I think most vacations are for us. We did spend one day out hiking, and we went went up to go see some falls, Multnomah Falls. We got mountains and shit here. I know, but you know, Portland's known for outdoorsy stuff, so we were going to go do it. And the path, the the trail to the waterfall was closed off because of ice and snow. So we came back closer to Portland and hiked a different waterfall, and uh, that was fun. Marjan let me be trail master, which, you know, makes me feel good. What uh, What does that entail? I get to say where we go and, the, and oh, like, okay. which way is the right way to go. And if I get it wrong, um, you know, that's okay. Because trail master doesn't always get it right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Did you get to carry a walking stick? <laughs> no, I carried, I carried, um, there was a, I think there was a map, but, no, there wasn't a map. There was like a pamphlet we got from one of the falls. Um, and I had my phone. You know, that's so pretty cool. Phone's important if you're a trail master. I only want to hike if I can be trail master. Yeah, it's not fun to bring up the rear. No, it's not at all. Um, but yeah, Portland was Portland was cool, and the airport's nice, and people are friendly there. Um, as like a direct and complete contrast with Philadelphia. You have you watched Parks and Recreation, right? Yes, absolutely. Do you know uh, in the episode where Leslie has her practice date with Anne? Yes. And then she shows up at um, Louis C.K.'s house. What's his name in the show? I forgot. <laughs> but I remember. I know who he, I know his character. <laughs> asks if she can use the bathroom and then asks him if she's, he's impressed that she knows what it's called. 
Uh, when I was in Portland waiting to catch a light rail to the airport, uh, an, an older homeless man came up to me, told me I had nice sideburns, Ooh. and then asked if I was impressed that he knew what they were called. Sideburns? Sideburns. Well, he, yeah, that is exactly like that Leslie Nope thing. Yeah. <laughs> sideburns. No, I'm not impressed. Everyone knows what those are called. I'm not it's impressed, un- sir. It's very unimpressive. Wow. It's the kind of interaction you can only have on or around public transit. <laughs> and Portland did have a, a decent amount of homeless. And because it's Portland, I did wonder if it was protest homeless or real homeless. You know what I mean? It used to be teenage runaway homeless. Yeah, I think there was some of that still. Um, But downtown was cool. It was walkable, easy to get around. And uh, yeah, we had a good time. Philadelphia is a horrible place. <laughs> so everything you've ever heard about Philadelphia... Every part of the reputation of Philadelphia that you've heard is correct. It's a terrible, terrible, horrible place. Well, I've driven through it once. The airport, for some reason, it was 88 degrees in there. Oh, my God. And it was like the oldest, most rundown airport I've ever seen. It clearly had never been renovated. Uh, everyone who works there is a jerk. Just Yeah, that, that figures. Real jerk. Um, and the lines are real slow. So the airport of Philadelphia is a disaster. Did you... Did you get a cheesesteak? I got cheesesteaks while I was Specifically there. at the airport. No, I did not get an airport cheesesteak, no. Take a cheesesteak onto the plane? Oh, what an asshole move that would be. Yeah, to get some grilled onions and peppers on there and everything and just do it up real good. Just just dropping bits of cheesesteak everywhere <laughs> like an animal. Now, because I have uh, weird social disorders that you and I think that you and I share, I can never be the person eating, eating like... Any, almost anything on the plane. Oh, I won't bring food onto a plane. Yeah, I cannot do it. I can't bring like a sandwich on, or any, like I just, I don't want anyone smelling my food, seeing my food, or possibly having thoughts about me for having food. On my first trip to India, I spilled a coke on oh, a boy. very angry German man. Oh boy! But he was angry in that like internal way, yeah, where he just sort of fumed the rest of the flight. <laughs> uh, but I had to, I mean, I had, this is a 10 hour flight. I spilled that Coke on him in hour three. And are there times? And then I just had to sit next to him for seven more hours. Are there times in, in the dark? I think about it all the time. When that comes into your mind and you say out loud, oh boy. I was thinking about that before you talked about airports. Because <laughs> I think if Marjan was ever awake out and she's always like, I'm going to stay up and work. And then she falls asleep on the couch right away. But if she were ever awake out here, she'd probably hear me in the bedroom at random times during the night go, oh boy. Oh no! Which is when I think of something that I find truly embarrassing, but that probably nobody else even remembers or cares about. Yeah, just incidents th- throughout my life, like maybe spilling a coke on a German. Or that guy. guy spilled his Coke Zero on me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just gone. Oh, I'm so embarrassed. I had Coke on my khakis. So that is maybe that is one of yours where you just go, oh boy, I did that to yep. someone. Yeah, think about that all the time. Yeah. Um. Anyway, you get into Philadelphia, and it's exactly the same. Everyone's a jerk everywhere. Everyone at the restaurants, bunch of jerks. We had a guy, like, slide a glass over to us angrily because we sat down at a table with our friends without checking in with him at the front first at a restaurant. We, like, sat down where some of our some of my coworkers were sitting. And he, like, comes over and he, like, th- threw some, like, slid the glasses across the table at us all angry and left. We were like, oh, my God. That's weird. Like, what is happening here? If it were jerks. You're supposed to ask permission to join your friends? I think so. And um, people were jerks, like, at places where you order cheesesteaks. There were, like, food holes and stuff like that. And I don't know. Just a town full of jerks. 
Well, at, at the place near my house where I order cheesesteaks, they do have a lot of sassy signs on the walls, like, complaining will guarantee smaller portions or something like that. Nice. Like, pestering the chef is a guarantee of smaller portions. Trying to bring like that, that, so. that Philadelphia flavor. It's like a ten, $10 charge to complain. <laughs> I'm uh, like, eh, it's, it's cool. Yeah. Not only assholes like cheesesteaks. That's right, yeah. Uh, keep that part in Philadelphia. It's hot steak and cheese and peppers and mushrooms and onions. Yeah. And, and you know, Philadelphia does it bad. They use, like, weird cheese sauce on their cheesesteaks. They're idiots. Uh, but the pla- cheesesteak places that are there, everyone's like, don't go to Pat's. That's a tourist trap. And don't go to, um... Like another one everyone is supposed to go to. Uh, that's also, like, a, a tourist trap. They're like, no, go to Ishkabibble. What? And you're like, well, I don't, what is that? What is an Ishkabibble? And they're like, that's the real one. You gotta go to Ishkabibble. So we went to Ishkabibble for cheesesteaks. Did you say, well, I'm definitely not going to Ishkabibble if I'm gonna have to say that to a taxi driver. <laughs> Take me to Ishkabibble, man! It's I'm on South Street! To, I'm trying to get to Ishkabibble? <laughs> yeah. Um, so there are one, there are cheesesteak places that are known in the city as uh, the place where all the dumb tourists go. Not the real shit. You gotta ask the Uber driver about the real shit. Um, but yeah, Philadelphia was dumb. So, that's my review of Philadelphia. It's dumb and it's full of idiot jerks. How about that? It's, re- it's real near New Jersey. Yeah, it is. Um, I was up on the like the 43rd floor of the Comcast Center. And I, uh, I could see into New Jersey. And um, I regretted it a little bit. <laughs> I didn't like looking at it. <laughs> I switched to the other side of the building so I could so I could look in more into Pennsylvania. Yeah, well, Pennsylvania. Um, like uh, when I was driving on the Penn and Turnpike, it was very pretty. Yeah, most of it is rural nonsense. Yeah, and there's Pittsburgh and Philadelphia, and that's it. Uh, yeah, so just a lot of travel lately. Travel and work stuff and getting sick and. I don't. I don't really like the holidays anymore. I feel like I liked them when I was a kid because there were no responsibilities and all you did was just eat a lot of food and get presents and shit. But yeah, I could skip like. We, could we just have ten months of the year and skip December and January? I wouldn't. I wouldn't be against it. I, I guess. Can we do that? That's uh, it's real old person nonsense. I'm proud of you. All right. Well, been old for a long time. Abolish December and January. Oh, what you love December? You love it so much. Huh? I love the song "A Long December." No, you don't. That's not. It's like it's like basically the worst song. You I've don't ever. like that song at all. Do you like "December" by Weezer? I feel like that's a song. No, I don't remember. For some reason, it just makes me think. When you said that, all I could think of was the song "Baseball" by Ozma. That's not. That's not the same it's thing. It's just not. It's that's just not it. Not it's the just, same. I mean, Ozma has some some similarities to the sound of Weezer. Smarjan is now better at it, but she used to always get them wrong. When one would start, <laughs> she goes, "This Weezer," and it would be Ozma, and vice versa. Um. Also, there's the Decemberists. You like them, yeah, right? Um. No, just kind of okay. No, I mean, I do. I'm kind of meh on them. But... I, I'm like, it's like three times a year that I feel like listening to the Decemberists. Um, let's see, let's keep Because they're, it's so put on. Oh, that, yes it is. That I can only, uh, I can only pretend that I'm playing cribbage in New England for so many hours of my life. <laughs> right. Um, well, well, there has to be some other December songs, 
or bands. All right, there's gotta be, there's gotta be more. Can you think of any more? Uh, there's that Earth, Wind, and Fire song. Uh, oh, do you remember? Was that that's the one? Was that about December? <clears throat> no, that song's called September. I thought okay. you know that right off the top of your head. <laughs> In my head, well, it fits. <laughs> I mean, once you say December, you start to question. You go, oh, it could be December, yeah, I guess. Could, might be, might could be December. No, no, no. What there is is that. Um, Oh, what a night! Doesn't that, like, December of December 1963 or yeah, something like that? Yeah, I think yeah. that's one. I think that's one. We're killing it right now. Yeah, we're pretty good at this. <laughs> really, really good. And you'd know if we were Googling, because uh, my keyboard's loud as hell. <laughs> I, was in, I was in a meeting with my boss yesterday, and he was using the the uh, scrolly button on the mouse. What the fuck's that called? The scroll wheel? Scroll wheel on the mouse. And it was... He, he uh he gets really distracted and stops and he doesn't say much when he's thinking and so it had been pretty quiet in there for a while and all you could hear was just him scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and i was kind of wondering what the noise was i didn't notice it was i thought it was like a really loud router or something i was like what is all that clicking what is all that nonsense and he goes i i think i should just go back to using the the pad on the laptop i think i should stop using this mouse because this is incredibly loud (laughs) I was thinking if I, that, that you would catch me doing that right now if I were uh, if I were googling. If you're trying to find songs about December, yeah, it's good. That's not worth looking up. No, <clears throat> but you you did you did make me think twice about that September song. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, <laughs> I thought it was a funny joke. I didn't. I wasn't trying to catch you. Yeah, whatever. I don't believe you because I remember what you did that time when you played that Boston song at me. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, that's true. Okay. That is true. I do like to add Matt, ask Matt what Final Fantasy song this is, and then play uh, some of some of some of that one Boston, the only Boston song I have. I don't remember the name of it. Now. Is that one um, more than a feeling, or is that uh, fucking look more than a feeling? Is not not like long, Final Fantasy. Long time been a long. Yeah, I mean it's that one, but I don't know what it's called. <laughs> I don't know what it's called. Either. Boston, uh, they're not my best friends. The rock band Boston. I don't know much about them. Uh, yeah, it's, I think it's called like Long Time or something like that. And it has a super long synth rock break that obviously was lifted by uh, Nobuo Uematsu when he was making the soundtrack to Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, he definitely smoked whatever kind of weird tame weed they have in Japan mm-hmm. and listened to uh, listened to that Boston record. A th- one thousand of times. Yeah, and then he asked somebody to get him five jars of olives. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even like the, any of the rest of that episode. I only like that running gag on Community on that episode. That running uh, gag is awesome. That is the only part of that episode. That yeah. plot line is the only part of that episode that's anything. Yes, the rest of it, whether or not the dog got the degree, I was not right. Was not, not in it. It's not interesting. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, that song is called uh, Foreplay slash Long Time. Oh, okay. All right. It is seven minutes and 48 seconds long. At least three and a half minutes of that is that synth rock break. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> well, I feel like we killed it. I mean, unless there was something you desperately wanted to cover. Um, maybe. Let's see what this is. Oh, all right. Excited. I got something here. I'm excited. I am excited. Yeah, well, don't mean. Look, no, don't. no, 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 no. I'm excited. Okay, crazy excited. Okay. I don't know that this is this is right. I'm just playing a YouTube video. Oh. No. 
I know what we're gonna hear. <laughs> That was a sad solo. <laughs> uh, yeah, so last year... <laughs> I like how the other ones are waiting for him. They're taking their beats. They're taking, taking their cues. Oh, those poor guys. Uh, yeah. Uh, last year, John Benjamin, who is uh, the voice of Archer and Bob from Bob's Burgers, put out a jazz record called uh, I Really Should Have Learned to Play the Piano. Yep. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, where he just, he got an actual jazz trio to come in and record, and he just mashes all the piano. <laughs> and in the NPR interview, he described it as a real insult to people who try. <laughs> And isn't it true that those guys didn't necessarily know what they were in for? According, yeah, to, they according to John Benjamin, he they says kind that of they didn't know until they got there what yes. was happening. So, but it's so nice uh, they were like they were following his cues and like taking a beat for him and everything as he's just hitting his random fucking notes. <laughs> yeah, I've been meaning to bring that up for like a year. Like I think about it all the time because it's kind of like a uh, we're we're cleaning house here. Yeah, it's kind of like clearing the docket. Yeah. Get rid of some old agenda items. Yes, that is, um... I guess I should get the album. But I feel like that's as much of it as I want to listen to. Is it on Spotify? Maybe I can just listen to it. Oh, maybe. Maybe I'll just listen to the whole album. Because I should you put it out on an actual jazz label and everything. Like... God. If you have a little bit of money, like yeah. enough to hire a few session musicians and rent a studio for a few hours, you could do whatever you want now. Yeah, apparently. Those yeah. poor guys. Which reminds me, when are we going to hire Woody Woodbinsey to play drums for me? Um, well, Doug, it's your birthday is not for another eleven well, months. Basically, but Valentine's 10, 10 Day is coming up. Oh, that's too weird. <laughs> you don't want to get me Woody Woodbinsey for Valentine's Day? I guess you could both be hitting the skins. Uh... Yeah, I mean, I guess I could, I could try to play a little bit. I don't really know that much about it. I've never played before, but I'll try. Is that what you meant? I uh, I played the drums for one band for one practice once nice. in high school. Yeah. Uh, they got some real simple... What was the name of the guy who the Beatles kicked out before Ringo Starr style drumming? Pete Best? There we go. <laughs> You know, the drummer who's famous for being worse at, at drumming than Ringo Starr. Seems impossible. Seems like it can't be possible. We're not in the episode where I'm going to try to convince you more on the Beatles, because that one seems like the hardest, just based on the availability and fucking ubiquity. Is that what I want to say? Um, Of their catalog? And, um... So that's going to be a tough one, but it seems like it's impossible. You could be a worse drummer than Ringo and have a job. I just, you know. <clears throat> well, he soon didn't. I think I assume he kept drumming. Did he not, or no. did he just kill himself? 
I assume just probably just wasted away from bitterness. It could be. You would have to be really bitter. There's no way you could not be. God, Ringo's so bad. You know what? That should be the next episode. I'll just... I'll only pick out the pieces... The worst Ringo drumming pieces. Some of them are outrageous. They're in your face. I'm pretty tolerant of bad drumming. I grew up listening to a lot of Tex-Mex music. <laughs> Who even cares about the drumming in Tex-Mex? Damn. Why do they hire a guy? Bump, like, bump, why is he bump, there? Bump, 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 bump. Accordions, please. Bump, bump. That's it. Just that. Just some tuba and some accordions, and let's get down. Let's get down tonight. Um, bueno, bueno Nacho. <laughs> Nacho Bueno. Is that what I'm... Nacho Bueno? That is what you... That's one of the one of the ways you have irritated my wife. Yeah, oh, good. Just one of many. I'm, I'm certain. Katie, would you tell us how many? If you ever listen to this, will you write in and tell us how many ways? I'm pretty good at it. Okay. Let, let us... Let, let us let you... Let us let you count the ways. <laughs> it's nice. That was very poetic. That's the famous saying goes. <laughs> yes, yes. Let us let you count the ways. Count, count, count us, count us up them ways. Ooh. Count them up. <laughs> count us the ways and let us that we shall count them with you. Oh, there we go. Were that this desk, were this desk, were that this desk, were that this desk, were a time, time desk. <laughs> Would that this desk Would, yes. were a time desk? <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I watched all the communities at the end of last year, so it's it's all yeah, fresh. It took you a while to get to season six. I kind of took a break in the middle of the gas leak season, so I I did once I got going again. I but then you got to discover the five jars of olives. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Pile of bullets. Garrett's wedding. <laughs> Carrot's wedding. Carrot's <laughs> wedding's kind of a special treat. <laughs> um, I, I told you that guy's last name is Nielsen, and I think about it all the time. <laughs> he's definitely related to us. There's no way he's not. Yeah, because <clears throat> he's like five. He's like five degrees weirder than me. That's what I'm saying. He's on, only... on a 360 degree circle. <laughs> he's only very. He's five compass points weirder. <laughs> For most people, that guy's pretty weird, but he's only just a shade weirder than we yeah. are. So it's totally believable. <clears throat> yeah, dude. Uh, and the sting at the end of that episode where they, the guy comes on and he talks about uh, talks about how he's the writer of the incest episode of Community. That's right. <laughs> and and takes, takes full credit for writing the incest episode. They would only let him do it if he came on <laughs> and took credit for writing it. That's right. <laughs> incest is hot these days, man. We've talked about it many times. It's like the hot TV trend, so... Is it? I feel like it must be fading. Like I hope so. I'm sure Game of Thrones is past that. Um. Well, I mean, they're both That's... still alive. Oh, I guess Game of Thrones is off book now. Anyway. Spoiler alert. So, I, don't I don't know. know. Is it a spoiler alert if the characters are still alive? Because you just expect them all to die. I, I think it is. Spoiler alert: they're both still alive. And um, yeah, Dexter's off the air because that season, <laughs> season seven, they got real. <laughs> They got real into that. It didn't, I mean, they're not blood related, but it, you know, it counts. I'm counting it. There's none of that in that, uh, in them Scottish, in the, in the Scottish TV show. I would not be surprised if there was, uh, I didn't really watch season two. I, I, I turned it into one of those shows that I let her watch by herself. Cause I couldn't, uh, couldn't contain my rage. 
how bad it was and how bad Ron Moore is. I told you, the only time I've ever seen that, I was scanning by and the French king couldn't poop and there were 50 people standing around him. Yeah, I know. And then she, Encouraging him to poop. And then, but didn't you also see she learned learned about shaving her, what did you call it? Oh, she, she did learn about shaving her bonch. Her bonch. <laughs> yeah, she learned about shaving her bonch in that episode. And I, and I too went, well, I don't think this counts as TV. I don't think this is a TV show. I'm not going to watch it anymore. Not good. I think a little boy got raped that season, though, by the bad guy. Oh, well, that's how you know he's bad. Yep. He he wouldn't rape a little boy, I think. Yeah. Uh, the bad guy rapes everybody in that show. It's I mean, it's actually kind of crazy. That's the, kind of his MO. The bad, guy, the bad guy in that show has committed, like, 40 rapes on screen. It's weird. Perturbing. It's weird that that's what they think women want to see. That's what I always ask. I say, look, I know... Sometimes things that are targeted at women aren't made by women, and so, you know, you're not necessarily responsible, but they must think you're dumb as shit. I mean, yeah. they must think ladies are just crazy dumb. Because the worst things, the worst things that exist are targeted at women. Like the Top Model. Or those Kardashian top, shows. Top Model. Boy. Like, I can tolerate a lot of stuff. I think I've said this before. I've watched a couple of seasons of Project Runway. Yep. I've watched many, but not 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 my choice, obviously. Uh, that one's fine because the people have skills. Yeah, sort of. There is still a lot of crying in that, which I'm always surprised by. There's, there's, yeah, sure. There's plenty of it, but top model is is baffling. It's it's. I'm not sure which is worse, top model or RuPaul's Drag Race, which is also very hard for me to watch. Uh, thankfully, I've only had to see a little bit of that. I've not uh, not been in the room for a lot of that. Yeah, the... I just and I don't understand how there can be enough drag queens that they can afford to hate each other so much. <laughs> That's right. You guys need to band together. Really, it just seems like hey, there aren't that many of you. you... <laughs> it's important. You guys got to close ranks here. Just be cool for a minute. Jesus. Um, yeah, I, uh, well, look, uh, not only do the people on Top Model not have any skills, um, they make the episode... But, no, but, Ty, but Tyra's a nightmare. They make the episode, each episode's like an hour and 45 minutes for no reason. Right. It's nonsense footage, it's all nonsense footage, just footage of them sitting around and bitching at each other, and Tyra, every time she opens her mouth, she becomes less attractive. So, again, a former SI cover model. Who my penis will not respond to. But have you read her book, Model Land? No, and I will never read that book. Okay. Well, you, but you maybe you should, or at least not gonna do you it. should. You should look up that episode of that podcast. Damn it! I should have prepped this. Yeah. Aha. I just don't remember <laughs> what the podcast was called because I don't make it anymore. It's the Satellite Dish. The Satellite. That's all dish? about Model Land. Oh boy. Um. And then they make them do these challenges that just have nothing to do with modeling. Like, situations they will never encounter in the modeling world. Where they're like, you gotta walk in a bubble across a swimming pool. Yep. And you're like, why? Why even did the what second modeling, I prove? Even the modeling parts are like, we fucked up your hair and did your makeup weird. And now we're gonna tell you, you take bad pictures. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> also, we're gonna judge it all on one picture that somebody claimed was your best, but we're all gonna tear up. 
Also, I, Tyra Banks, believe that I am maybe the world's greatest genius. Oh, for sure. Yeah, she's uh, she's got it all figured out. She's got it all figured out. Yeah, worst. That, that is the worst. That show is, that show is very difficult for me. So season two of the Fuckbook show was, uh, it turned into that kind of show that I, I don't really have to participate in anymore. Yeah, every once in a while, I just turn a show over to Katie. Um, I'm trying to think what the last one was. I mean, stuff like The Walking Dead was just all her from the start. Yeah, not a good show. Actually, kind of excruciatingly bad. Um, sometimes we'll get a couple episodes and something, and then she'll be like, so, do you care if I just watch this? And then I just go, no. Nah. <laughs> yeah. Um... Uh, like, I don't make her watch PTI, you know? Like, I watch that on my own. Well, that's not the same. I watch PTI on my own. And she can watch the FB show on her own. Yeah, but PTI doesn't have a plot. Oh, that's what you think. Michael Wilbon is uh, never surprised by anything. I know the plot is the love between the two hosts. Cor- Kornheiser does the penguin dance and makes jokes about Canada. That's the plot. Yeah. Seriously, you could be like um, Tom Brady threw six interceptions yesterday. Like, how shocking is that performance? And Will Baum would go, "I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. <laughs> I'm not surprised. It's the NFL. It's the National Football League." Yeah, he'd have to, he'd have to make sure that you knew the NFL stood for National Football League. He has picked the character of guy who's not surprised. Not surprised. No matter what, he is never ever surprised by what happens on the, in sports. <clears throat> yeah. All right, everybody. It was good. It was solid. It's hard to know, like, when we do the Star Trek show, it's very easy to know when to stop. Yeah, well, for one thing, we have way too much material and we have to rush through it. We've totaled it up, guys. (laughs) Enterprise won this week. Yeah. It's time to stop. Yeah, it's a uh, a little different when we're not... I guess we should only do Star Trek shows? Is that what we're suggesting? No, but they take so long. Yeah, it's like twice as long as this. And you and you have to watch five episodes, five hours of TV before you can do them. Yeah, dude, you're already three episodes into the next batch. That is insane. I always wait till the last minute because I now I I do not look forward to them at all. I got I got it <laughs> I got it. I had to space them out this week. <laughs> like after last week's horrible horrible slate of episodes. Last last week was real bad. Yeah, and then like just just I knew I had Justice and Dax on here. See, I always and, look forward to episodes like Justice. I have good memories of that. Yes, it's okay. good. It's probably awful, but... Episodes like Justice, yes, but as a guy who does not like sex in his oh, Star Trek... Oh, yeah, sure. Oh, yes, there's that. Justice is rough. It's a rough episode. But it's full of so many blonde 80s people. Oh, I love that planet. That's a great planet. It's amazing. Like, she it, likes... It, she wants that huge one. It looks... <laughs> She's gonna welcome this huge one. I want to welcome this huge one. I may play that clip on the <laughs> show next week. I may have recorded that clip to play. Is it? I think that was a line inserted just for Michael Dorn's ego. I think that. Um, I mean, I don't want to give away yeah, too much yeah, next week because yeah. you're you're gonna get to hear it. But uh, a couple of things struck me as odd, so I rewound them. A couple of pieces of dialogue earlier Good. in the episode. But then at some point I was like, nope, I'll just never stop. Like, everything in this episode, <laughs> the dialogue is so weird and wrong all the time <laughs> that I, I will literally be going over every single thing with a fine-tooth comb if I don't just let it play. Yep. There are times <laughs> when I'm sitting on the couch here with Marjan and we're watching something, and I start to criticize it, and I stop halfway through my sentence. And I go, you uh, know what? Uh, never mind. 
I mean, this is this is the episode from which we get your impression of Picard saying Riker. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Riker went down to the planet. <laughs> yep. And you go, what? Why did he say that? Oh, I can't wait. Now I'm into it. I might just watch it tonight. Yep. I'm just going to jump yep. in. <laughs> yep. Uh, I'm just saying uh, the the opening of this episode is bizarre. Uh, oh, hey, hey, hey. Yeah, okay. We broke right. our promise. We shouldn't if, be doing this. If you are going to play along with us for week seven, yeah. you should be watching What Are Little Girls Made Of? All right. This is a formative episode for me because when I was 14 or 15 and I was uh, up in Grass Valley where Rick's grandparents lived, <laughs> this is the one where... his mom was watching Star Trek and or not his mom, his grandmother was watching Star Trek and uh, we overheard her say, he's making love to a robot. <laughs> Uh, the most so enjoyment that, you can get out of that. That was uh, yeah. She chuckled to herself and said, "He's making love to a robot." Uh, so I loved that and have thought about that's another one of those things I think about twice a day, every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justice, uh, which we just talked about, mm-hmm. the episode Dax, yep. to which uh, Ryan alluded earlier, yep. uh, and then the two I haven't yet seen uh, from Voyager ex post facto. No idea. And uh, from Enterprise, Breaking the Ice. Don't really remember it. Yep. Okay. So, that's what's coming up next week, or slash whenever we've watched them and have time to do a two-hour episode. Yep. The last one was nearly two and a half. Yeah, we really went long on that one. After promising tried, that we would try to make it We tried it to rush it. <laughs> um, I think the longer we go between them, the more we talk. Yeah, we should we should really crank these out. Well, again, yeah. we're back on schedule. We're going to do good. Yeah. We're going to do good work, everyone. Uh, those are the episodes to watch. You can uh, tweet at us at BrotherDate, uh, subscribe, etc. BrotherDate.com, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, find us. Listen. Uh, Bazingo! <laughs>long time. Abolish December in January. Oh, what? You love December? You love it so much? Huh? I love the song A Long December. No, you don't! That's not. It's like, it's like basically the worst song. You ever. don't like that song at all. Subscribe.